0: Take a look out the window and see what's happening. Hey man, it's Freddy. Come in outside, man. Oh, don't worry about that, I think it's gonna be everything. We'll get into something real nice, you know? Let's get back and groove on the really, afternoon everybody this is Dr. Duncan McCollum coming to you from KSCO and uh, very happy to be here it's a rainy day dream away Jimmy Jimi Hendrix Electric Ladyland live album and uh, ain't no use in getting uptight just live life your own way anyway um, I'm happy to be here I don't know if any of you listen to um, those of you that listened to the Saturday special today with MZ uh, heard the story, My bed, one of my favorite bedtime stories about Thidwick, the big-hearted moose. For those of you who will be watching this online, there's the book. Um, it's a really great story and, you know, it has a, a some amazing messages. It's by Dr. Seuss and, you know, this, this uh, moose was a very kind-hearted fellow and as he was m- Munching moose moths on the lake of on the um, shores of Lake Winnebago. Um, all of a sudden, a bug, um, a a uh, bingo bug or something like that, decided see, saw if, wanted to see if he could get a ride on the huge antlers of this moose. And so, um, Thidwick, kind heartedly, gave the bug a ride. Next thing you know, there's um, birds. Woodpeckers, squirrels, um, a whole flock or hive of bees, uh, a turtle, a bobcat, and even a bear hanging out on his uh, horns. And um, it was weighing him down tremendously. And um, all the other moose were going to swim Lake Winnebago to go to the south shore to to find more moose moss to munch. But he couldn't get in the water because all of his um, guests uh, screamed that they wouldn't let him go. And, of course, they took a vote, and he lost by majority rules. So um, poor Thidwick was uh, starving on the banks of the north part of Lake Winnebago when all of a sudden he realized that it was that time of year as the hunters were trying to get him he realized that it was that time of year. Hey, Peter, reading this book. You might have saw it over at my house 100 years ago. Um, he decided that he could throw his horns off and with it all of the freeloaders that were on his head. And so he did, and he went to the north south shore to visit his friends. And uh, the rest is history. Of course, the, um, all of the animals that were the freeloaders ended up on the wall of Harvard uh, college with, um, you know, with all the hunters. So I kind of look at this as where do we as individuals end up uh, being generous and kind and at the end, at some point, being taken advantage of. And, you know, I kind of liken the people of the United States, the citizens, to be uh, more of the Thidwicks. And then the huge government now is sitting on our horns, taxing us and doing things along that line, or medicine is so much involved with us. Um, So I I don't ever really get political on the show, but I I thought it was important to understand that uh, we, the people of the United States, uh, need to really look out for ourselves when it comes to our health. Today, what I wanted to do is take a look at the beginning of the pharmaceutical industry as we know it today, and uh, talk about some of the things that happened in the early 1900s. So for, I'm going to um, share my screen for those of you who will watch this show later, just so that I'll be able to um, remember what I was going to talk about. So the first thing is that um, in the early 1900s, there, most of the schools of medicine in the United States were homeopathic colleges and there were over a hundred of them and uh, what ended up happening around nineteen ten is Rockefeller had become the had become a monopoly a monopoly on all of the oil he owed ninety percent of all of the oil in the uh, country, and he realized that they could make money off of the selling of um pharmaceuticals so um he went to see Carnegie his friend and they started a committee to go around and um basically eliminate the the competition in their world of medicine and that is actually where the sulfa drugs started to take root and were used um exclusively in the, you know, in Western medicine. And that's where uh, pharmaceutical companies took off. There was a a gentleman named um, Fletcher, Fletchner, Abraham Fletchner, who went around and studied all of the schools under the behest of um, Rockefeller and Carnegie. And basically, if the schools didn't have their politics or their belief in the pharmaceutical industry's ability to handle health other than, um, you know, the medications that they wanted to, to promote, then that they should be closed down. And so 75% of all of the, hot, the medical schools were closed down between uh, 1910 and 1920. And the extant um, educational system of modern medicine became the uh, understanding of using a pill in order to handle uh, a drug. And um, it was really kind of a sad state of affairs in one way because a lot of people, um, basically, there was so much of an ability of us to um, get healthy through natural means. We have this innate intelligence in our body, the, one of the greatest, um, Physicians that ever lived. In fact, the greatest physician who ever lives lives right inside of us. It's your body's innate intelligence, it's an, an innate ability to get well. Um, I think I got this so I can share. I've been fumbling a little bit here because I was trying to find this. In 1920, um, there was a study by a doctor named um, Dr. Harry Windsor, he was an MD. And because in 1895, chiropractic was discovered by B.J. D.D. Palmer uh, when he did an adjustment on an individual whose hearing improved after the adjustment, the whole art of chiropractic was put into play. But this was in the, right in the same era that the pharmaceutical drugs were coming into play. So there was a lot of political unrest because of the pharmaceutical industry uh, run by Rockefeller wanting to monopolize the pharmaceutical industry and healthcare in our country. And they ended up doing it. But what was interesting is this gentleman, he was a medical doctor working out of Pennsylvania University, Dr. Harry Windsor, um, did autopsies on uh, 75 different cases, individuals that had died of some kind of disease. And he would do an autopsy and find the disease organ that killed the person and trace the nerve back to the spine. And what he found was, based on his research, nearly 100% of the disease organs, and I'm quoting an article, may be a result of an irritation or interference to the nerve that supplied that organ. The irritation and interference is at the site of the of where the nerve exited the vertebra. And so chiropractic is based on the premise that your body heals from above down inside out. Your body has this innate intelligence that allows it to do such. What ended up happening in, um, let's see if I can pull this up. Yeah, the Fletchner Report uh, came out and sought to reduce the number of medical schools in the U.S. A majority of the me- of the American institutions gained MDs or DO degrees as the date of the report, 1910. These closed within two to three decades after the Flexner uh, report came out. And what he did is he uh, basically traveled around the planet or the United States um, inciting the schools that weren't in line with the pharmaceutical industry. Another thing that Rockefeller uh, started back then was the uh, Committee on um, Cancer, the American Cancer Society. And uh, basically at that point, it was 10 doctors and five lay people who put together the society to um, basically look at and understand and study cancer but they never had as its goal at that time the cure of cancer it was more the studying of it and so here you have a gentleman who's creating uh, one pill for one disease that being the rockefellers and the american medical association came out of there so we're here we are today with american medical system in place full-blown And, um, you know, absolutely one of the best there is for emergency medicine. When my appendix ruptured two years ago, if it wasn't for Western medicine, I wouldn't be here on the radio today. But one thing we do know is that we spent $4.3 trillion on healthcare last year, or no, 2021 in the United States. And we spent, um, I'm drawing a blank on the the trillions of dollars that we spent on medicine. But it was, um, it's kind of a shame. We're rated 47th in the world for health and we sell 50% or we consume 50% of all the drugs made in the world. Only 4% of our population, of the world population does. So we're 4% of the world population. We take 50% of all the pharmaceutical drugs made in the world. Yet we're rated 47th in the world for health. We're the most obese country in the world. 60% of us are diabetic or pre-diabetic. 30 million of us have thyroid disease. One out of 33 boys is autistic. And um, we're not getting healthier. We live in the most toxic era of human history with um, 250 billion pounds of toxins dumped on the earth every year. 114,000 different chemical compounds created by man in the last couple centuries. So it's no wonder that the path we're going down is uh, leading us to uh, a chronic diseased lifetime where there's more chronic disease in the age group of 50. It's, I think, Harvard, no, Harvard, um, Michigan State University said that 80% of the people over 50 years old have at least one chronic disease. Uh, 50% of children have a chronic disease, whether it's asthma or allergies or various other things. So we really have a lot to learn when it comes to health. And um, one of the things that I've been working with, with my patients is helping them understand the three major stressors in life, which is chemical, which are those toxins we're talking about, Um, 250 billion tons a year dumped on us. Heavy metals, molds, hidden infections is the deadly trio that gets into our body and causes disease. And um, then our nervous system, we have 31 spinal nerves on either side of our body controlling and coordinating all of the functions to every cell and organ in our body. We have 75 trillion cells in our body all controlled by those 31 spinal nerves through their communication to the brain and back. So physical impact, injuries, chronic um, postures can all cause stress on those uh, nerves that exit the spine going to the organs. And this is what interested um, Henry Windsor in his uh, quest to understand why chiropractic came out. It had been around for 25 years when he did his first study, and he uh, found that, sure enough, pressure on the nerves caused organ disease. Now, what we find today In chiropractic, is where we used to find an individual and we would find what we call a pinched nerve or subluxation, altering the communication from the brain out of the spine to the organ that it went to. We, even when I started practice 33 years ago, I would adjust somebody and their conditions would improve relatively rapidly. Well, it's harder and harder for these conditions to improve these days. So, what we found is the influx of these toxins in our, imbo- in our body have stopped or blocked the communication to the cells at the cellular wall level. They plug the receptors. The hormones are not able to get into the cells and operate on them because of these toxins. Now, another one of the major issues and the major stressors is stress itself, mental stress whether it has to do with what's gone on in the last many years, last two or three years, we've had so much fight or flight going on that our parasympathetic nervous system, the one that runs us and keeps everything cool, has been shut down to a degree that this sympathetic nervous system is going crazy. That's the fight or flight mechanism. The parasympathetic is the rest and digest mechanism. So you can kind of think about the parasympathetic, the rest and digest mechanism, as the cooling system of your car. You're driving around, you're going through the freezing uh, winter or the incredibly hot desert, the cooling system will keep your car, regulate the temperature of your engine to keep it cooler or hotter as it need be so that your body can function well and stay healthy. So when you have something like a pandemic or other stresses it could just be a stress with you and a spouse or a child that's unhealthy or unruly or you know what's going on in your community of course politics and all this stuff as well but if you allow that stress to take hold of your body it's like the cooling system in your car isn't working right you're going to overheat or um, under function. When you overheat, of course, inflammation is the, chronic inflammation is the number one cause of chronic disease. So inflammation is caused by toxins, whether they're your internal toxins made by the internal combustion of fuel at the cellular level that causes your cells to give forth life. A lot of those cells group together and become organs. But no matter what, when they consume fuel, whether it's uh, glucose or sugar or ketones as fat, those, um, somebody's calling me, of course, those uh, toxins that are created by the cellular um, function or the cellular creation of energy. Those toxins have to get out of the cells. They have to get into the lymphatic system. They have to get back to the circulatory system so they can be flushed into the liver and kidneys, out the lungs as gases or through the skin as as, uh, salts and oils. So the breakdown of our health uh, has to do with those three stressors not being under control or being out of control, any one of them. So, so often we see people come into our office as a chiropractor, we see them with the very top bone in their head, the atlas, misaligned. And that is the number one bone in the body, the most important bone in your body. And when that's misaligned, the um, vagus nerve, which controls the parasympathetic nervous system and sympathetic nervous system, um, is shut down, which, or it's it's not able to communicate correctly with the brain's uh, information, that the brain gets all its information from the external environment or even your internal environment. It, it makes a decision and then sends stimulation back down through, somebody keeps trying to call me, back down through, Dang it! are you still going? Good sends simulation back down through the vagus nerve to every cell organ and tissue in the body. So when we're under chronic stress, be it mental stress, physical stress, or or, um, chemical stress, the parasympathetic nervous system shuts down and the sympathetic or the fight or flight one turns on, which is gonna cause inflammation and cause us to be sick. So um, what is rather than being able to help self-regulate the body through chiropractic, natural uh, naturopathy, homeopathy, um, various acupunctures and things like that, what happened early on in the um, first part of 1900s is Rockefeller saw an opportunity just like he did with the oil, where he take, took 90 percent of all the oil. But also, he decided that oil can be turned into into medicines, and those medicines could be given to all of the peoples of Earth who have some kind of symptom. And it became a huge industry, billions and billions, trillions of dollar industry. And one symptom, one drug became the motto back then. So uh, this is Dr. Duncan McCollum. I'm on KSCO radio, happy to be here. Um, today I'm trying to focus on health trends throughout the 19th century and the 21st century up through the 21st century and you know but here we are today what can we do about it we have such amazing changes going on today we have in my office a s what's called a stem cell machine a tissue regenerative therapy machine Um, That, along with traditional chiropractic, is changing so many people's health, where before we didn't have the opportunity to do such things. And some of the practices up until then have left people, a lot of people in um, pain and with no way out. Of course, I only see the things that didn't work, the failures in these areas, but it's so nice to be able to put a hand out and, and offer an opportunity. So what I'm going to do is take a break and play um, a testimonial from Karen, a patient of mine, who came in extreme pain. And um, she'd had surgery. She had metal in her low back. They'd implanted um, stimulators in her mid-back spine to try to get rid of the pain, even though the surgery and the metal that they put in there didn't work. That made things worse. Then they were going to staple her hips together. Um, thank God she found us, so we're going to play this and I'll be back in just a couple minutes. Thank you.
1: You're listening to McCollum Wellness
0: Radio. You've had a few different surgeries in your back.
1: Yeah, at least six or seven, yeah.
0: Yeah, and you have steel putting the last three vertebrae together mm-hmm. and steel in your neck. Yes. And you were still in pain after that? Yes. So they put implanted in your spine stimulation spinal
1: cord stimulator yeah and
0: did that help you
1: no it made everything so much worse yeah and then they revised that twice and added more paddles and stitched it all in it continued to get worse all trying to resolve the problem that they caused by putting it in which was a diaphragm cramp yeah that never went away yeah it started the day I woke up from the permanent implant and it ended last week when wow. you took care of me. Like, oh, was in last my God.
0: week? That's amazing. Uh, we How long was that? How many?
1: Three years. Three years. Almost to the day, you know, March wow. is when it started.
0: I remember you walking in. You you just were bent over.
1: Yeah, because I, I couldn't breathe. Every time yeah. I take a breath, I cramp. So I was yeah. like this. Yeah and now I'm able to stand and breathe and... The next
0: week you came in and said, oh, wow, my low back is so painful, this is better. Can we do anything for your low back? So we said, well, let's try that. So what happened there? I just want to back up just a little bit. The spinal cord stimulator
1: was implanted because I was having severe pelvic and sciatic nerve pain both sides all the way to my feet. Wow all the time i couldn't sit more than 10 to 15 minutes i couldn't sleep more than 20 minutes so i was willing to do that spinal cord stimulator Mm -hmm. so just that's an important piece but last week you put the trt and the pain stopped, and it's all but gone i watched the 49er game for an hour in a row in a chair wow (laughs) i'm sleeping yeah and uh i was able to walk on the beach it's really changing everything yeah those are god bumps yeah um and i have them too yeah um because i know it's a miracle Mm -hmm. um i know and i i I always knew it the the problem came from the surgeries because it started when we started surgeries yeah i I was a severely frequent urinator like 20 to 30 minutes just like getting up out of the chair and um, it's so much better yeah. it's, it's hours and I'm urinating a sixth as many times
0: Wow and we talked about the nerve that come out of your low back where all that metal is and that makes sense goes to the bladder and those nerves since we're in here are the nerves that come out of your low back where your surgeries were and those nerves go to the bladder by taking pressure off those nerves your bladder is working better
1: i know Next. it's going like, give me that real
0: real
1: yeah. look there we go and see thou you could not have done that two yeah. weeks ago i would have screamed
0: wow okay this is dr duncan McCollum. i'm back and uh I've been instructed to talk closer to the mic, so I'll try to do that. You know, live radio is often um, a little bit of a challenge, especially from the technically challenged person that I am. I'm um, trying to do a Zoom recording as well as Facebook and then read some stuff that I have online at the same time. So I apologize for that. I did find what I wanted to read. This is How Rockefeller Founded Big Pharma and Waged War on Natural Cures. And then I'll just read a little bit of this. Western medicine has some good points and it is is great in an emergency, but it's high time people realize that today mainstream's medicine, Western medicine or allopathy, with its focus on drugs, drug drugs, radiation, drugs, surgery, drugs, and more drugs, it is the foundation, a money spinning Rockefeller creation. People these days look at you like a weirdo if you talk about healing properties of plants or any other holistic practices. Much like anything else, politics and money have been used to warp people's minds and encourage them to embrace what is bad for them. It all began with John D. Rockefeller, 1839-1837, to 1837, who was an oil magnate, a robber baron, American's first billionaire and a natural-born monopolist. By the turn of the 20th century, he controlled 90% of all oil refineries in the U.S. through his oil company, Standard Oil, which was later on broken up to become Exxon, uh, Mobil, and Chevron. Um, The World Affair Report, at the same time, around 1900, scientists discovered petrochemicals and the ability to create all kinds of chemicals from oil. For example, the first plastic uh, was made in 1907. Scientists were discovering various vitamins and guessed that many pharmaceutical drugs could be made from oil. This was a wonderful opportunity for Rockefeller, who saw the ability to monopolize the oil, chemical, and medical industries at the same time. The best thing about petrochemicals was that everything could be patented and sold for high profit. Um, As you know, natural occurring substances cannot be patented. But there was one problem with Rockefeller's plan for the medical industry, natural herbal medicine was very popular in America at that time. Almost half of the doctors and medical colleges in the U.S. were practicing holistic medicine using knowledge from Europe and Native Americans. Rockefeller, the monopolist, had to figure out a way to get rid of his biggest competition. So he used the classic strategy of problem-reaction-solution. That is, create a problem and scare people and then offer a pre-planned solution similar to terrorism scare followed by the Patriot Act. Wow, it's interesting. It almost sounds like the last few years. He went to his buddy, Andrew Carnegie, another plutocrat who made his money from monopolizing of the steel industry who developed a scheme. From the prestigious... Carnegie Foundation, they sent a man named Abraham Fletchner to travel around the country and report on the status of medical colleges and hospitals around the country. This led to the Fletchner Report, which gave birth to the modern medicine as we know it. Needless to say, the report talked about the need for revamping and centralizing our medical institution. Based on this report, more than half the medical colleges were soon closed. Homeopathy and natural medicines were mocked and demonized, and doctors were even jailed. So I wish I had that up at the beginning of the show because that kind of sets the stage for what's been going on with medicine throughout the ages. Now, chiropractic was discovered in 1895 by D.D. Palmer, who was a magnetic healer at the time, who um, discovered that uh, a gentleman was a janitor in his um, office building who had lost his hearing 18 years earlier when he was doing something, uh, some kind of physical activity, he heard a loud pop in his neck, and he lost his ability to hear clearly. Well, D.D. Palmer then um, asked this gentleman at one point, because he'd been studying spines, finding uh, this bump sticking out, if he could try to reduce it, and the gentleman, Harvey Lillard, said yes, he um, re- reduced it, and through the next few days, he did what we call a chiropractic adjustment on that vertebra, and the gentleman's hearing improved and came back. That was the birth of chiropractic. Now, one of the problems with chiropractic is it was natural, done all by hand. You needed no prescriptions. Um, to, and it was based on the body's ability to heal itself because when you take the pressure off of a the communication, you restore communication to the greatest physician who ever lives, it has the ability to heal itself. Again, the Windsor study, which I was talking about earlier, um, was in 1920, 10 years after the Rockefellers started to take over the um, medicine and close down natural healing. Dr. Um Henry Windsor, who was uh, working through Pennsylvania University, um, started studying the fact that the nervous system controlled uh, every cell organ and tissue in the body to the point that when there was a diseased organ, when they did an autopsy back to that diseased organ, they found almost 100% of the time that there was pressure or misaligned vertebra putting pressure on that nerve and stopping it from functioning correctly. So... Um, as they were closing down many of the colleges, chiropractic became um, under fire by the powers that be. Many of the chiropractors in the early 1900s and 20s were thrown in jail uh, repetitively for practicing their art of chiropractic. They would get out of jail, go somewhere else, open up a shop again only to be thrown in jail again. But they pursued because they knew that there was a greater power at play here and that's innate ability for the body to heal itself. Now, Western medicine is absolutely fantastic for emergencies and unfortunately needed for chronic disease, which has not been addressed naturally long enough to the point where it's life-threatening. So if you have life-threatening diseases at this point and you're under a medical, um, of some me- medical doctor's um, guidance and he has you on prescription drugs, this is not a license to go get off of those. However, I recommend you start looking into a way to turn back your biological clock. Um, you could... Um, if you wish to, get my book, Turn Back Your Biological Clock off Amazon. And there's a lot of really good information on there on what you can do to turn back your biological clock. So I encourage you to do that. If you are in pain and you're having an ability to function correctly, I highly recommend you see uh, a natural health care practitioner. We are located in Capitola, McCollum Chiropractic. We do have one of the only tissue regenerative therapy machines within a few hundred miles. And uh, it's amazing. And there's a $49 special to find out if it can help you. We listened to Karen talk about what it did to change her life. And it's pretty remarkable we see these changes so often. So um, that is basically the information about this: the beginning of Western medicine and that it was driven by a gentleman who had a monopoly on oil. He'd crushed you know, all of the small guys in the oil industry. And um, now he was going to do the same thing by eliminating the free, the free or the, the ability of the average person to go to a, a doctor of their choice that could help them heal their own way. You know, it's kind of funny. We come back to the book, Thidwick, the Big-Hearted Moose. You know, w- the citizens of our country, um, we may or may not be big-hearted, but we do allow uh, ourselves to be run. And um, a lot of times those people that are running us are in it for profit. Nothing wrong with being in something for profit, you know, but it you once you're um, harming the, a population because of it, your, your certain ethics and moral codes um, start to go out the window if you're not willing to do to take a look at it and change course for the betterment of you know, the people's voice. So, at any rate, I wanted to just talk about my office for a minute. Um, I've been in practice for 35 years, 33 years, something like that, and I've, uh, my son asked me the other day, he calls me pops. He goes, pops, how many adjustments do you think that you've done in your career? And he's working for me now. Angus is running the stem cell machine. He's, uh, had some terrible injuries himself and he's probably the most expert at running the machine, um, in Northern California. And, um, he asked me, uh, how many adjustments I've done. Well, I've been in practice for 30 some odd years and I multiplied that by the amount of visits that I would averagely seen per month times 12 times those years, figuring that I usually adjust about six segments per body. And I realized that I've made about two two hundred 2.6 million adjustments in my career, 2,600,000 adjustments. Well, that's a lot of uh, speed. Force equals mass times acceleration. Those adjustments are a lot of force on my body. It'd be like playing football um, for thirty some odd years, every day, eight hours a day. Um, the amount of impact on the body. So my body is telling me that I need to uh, slow down. My warranty ran out about. Uh, I think it was two, two point five million adjustments. And now that I've done about 2.6, my body's breaking down a little bit. And uh, that's great because I have two incredibly young doctors, so so good. Uh, One's a second generation chiropractor, Dr. Taylor Pascal, very knowledgeable. The other Joe Thompson, just amazing doctors. Everybody loves them. The staff love them. Our patients love them. And it's so nice to be able to um, continue to offer and provide those kind of services to our community at a bigger scale by people that have um, a lot more Younger education than me and uh, anyway, I'm very happy to have them aboard Hopefully it's going to allow me to do a little bit more communication to the public I'm going to take another break here. We're going to listen to um, our another couple testimonials so you guys can find out about the stem cell machine or the TRT machine and please take advantage of it. You've got um, I have a nurse, Alyssa, who's doing it along with Angus, who's doing the stem cell machine. They're both amazing, and we'd love to see you in the office. I'll be back in a minute hey, Amen, take a look out the window, and see what's happening. This is Dr. Duncan McCollum, and I would like you to listen to a couple testimonials from my patients about our new TRT machine. You should come try it, but here's what they have to say.
1: Hi, I'm Lauren Spencer, a local realtor. Lately, I've had trouble with my feet, and I'm an avid walker, avid biker, avid uh, golfer, and uh, my feet were aching all the time. And I tried Duncan's TRT machine, which is an amazing stem cell machine that rejuvenates uh the cells and my feet i've had like three or four um sessions with the machine and my feet are like new no aches no pains it's a miracle
0: originally I, I heard about it on the radio and i was a little apprehensive but i came in and got got the treatment and miraculously i mean immediately i got relief and we're talking about three years of 24 7 neuropathy all kinds of pain medical doctors and in one treatment It changed my life. I mean, it gave my life back because I was able to uh, function and do things and not be in excruciating pain and get some sleep. And I'm going to continue to come back, and I highly recommend it to anyone. So call today for your $49 introductory special on the TRT machine to see if it works for you. Call 831-459-9990. 831-459-9990. McCollum Family Chiropractic. All right this is Dr. Duncan McCollum I'm back thank you for listening today and again I'm playing around with technology which uh, being 67 years old is not that easy but I did find uh, the uh, Windsor report that I wanted to just touch on again and this is referenced from Windsor um, segment this uh, this is from the uh, Medical Times November 20 or 1921. Uh, it's page 267 and two, through 271. And this is uh, what he did. Uh, he said that, uh, let's see, he discovered that 221 structures other than the spine were diseased. Of these structures, 212 were observed to belong to the same sympathetic nerve segment as the vertebra in the distortion. This is a 96% correlation of the nerves that supply the diseased organ come from the damaged vertebral level. So in other words, to make up for my reading, he says that 96% of the time a diseased organ has the nerve feeding it at the vertebral column damaged. There were nine diseased organs belonging to different sympathetic uh, segments from the vertebra. For example, all 20 cases of heart disease, all 13 cases of liver disease, all nine cases of stomach disease, all 26 cases of lung disease, all eight cases of prostate or bladder disease. Dr. Windsor's research demonstrated spinal distortions irritating the nerves that supplied the diseased organs. So, based on the study, nearly 100% of diseased organs may be a result of an irritation or interference to the nerve that supplies that organ. The irritation and interference is at the site of where the nerve exits the vertebra. So, again, this came out in 1921. However, right at the same time, this is a art of chiropractic and or even osteopathy at the time, which merely found... Um, areas of the twenty four spinal segments that were misaligned, putting pressure on the nerves, decreasing the signal from the brain through that pinched nerve, if you will, to organs, causing d- lowered function, which made these disease these organs more susceptible to disease and um, eventually caused were responsible for the death in these two hundred and twenty one people that he did autopsies on so on, on one hand, you had the Rockefeller Foundation, along with Carnegie, two huge 1000000000 the only first two billionaires, um, putting together a medical society based on their needs and wants so that their pharmaceutical drugs could be sold, and anything that went against it was closed down because of the Fletchner Report, who Carnegie hired out of Carnegie um, Institution to go around and spread propaganda about these homeopathic colleges and um, other colleges that were not in line with, their, with what they wanted to sell, which was a pharmaceutical drug Uh, a drug for every disease. So no doubt Western medicine has done a lot to help a lot of people, but at the same time, if you look at how many people are on drugs right now, um, we are still rated the most unhealthy country in the civilized world. We take 50% of all the drugs. So where do you draw the line on you as an individual on your own health? You know, if you're sick, you don't want to just go off your drugs. You want to talk to your medical doctor about what you can actually do to turn back your own biological clock. Start by reading my book, Turn Back Your Biological Clock, found on Amazon. Come into my office. Let's take a look at your symptomatology. You know, basically, when you're healthy, a healthy person basically thinks of a million things that they want to do. Unlimited things and ideas that they want to do. That's where their attention is. An unhealthy person has their attention on one thing, getting well. So that's what we specialize in. Whether or not anybody is the right person for our office or worthy the right office for you is yet to be found out. But what I do promise you, if you do uh, check us out, and I don't think you... Uh, we can help you. I'll let you know and I'll try to find the right doctor for you to go to or the right healthcare practitioner. If I think I can help you, I'll let you know. And then I'll talk to you about what that looks like. So time is of the essence. We don't have a lot of time um, on this planet. We're, we're here for a drop in the bucket. Um, I have friends that just like all of us that time ran out, their um, time glass, whatever those things are that you turn upside down and the and the sand falls through them is, is up, but there's a way to turn them around if you'd like. But the time is something that is kind of a, an abstract. We don't really understand it other than it keeps seeming to go by. We keep seeming to get older. And... Tomorrow is never promised to anyone, but if you want to try to get yourself healthy, the time to do it is now. Um, I've been doing a lot of research for my upcoming book, uh, looking all the way back to the Veda, which is the oldest, some of the oldest writings of ever. And, you know, looking also at Sandstrick, a lot different types of writings on health and humanity and it's really been eye-opening. But one thing is for sure that from the beginning of these writings all the way forward, the dichotomy of viewpoints is always there to confuse us or to create uncertainty and unrest. So it's really important for you to take a look, in my opinion, at what you want to do with the rest of your life. Find out where your health is now, uh, where you would like it to be. So many of us um, have been taught to go to school, work hard, don't ask questions, get a job, sit down, shut up, and then put away for the future. And a lot of us have done that. But what is our future? Disease. Yeah. Alzheimer's disease. One out of two of us by the time of 9, 2030 will be looking at Alzheimer's disease. 60 Uh, percent of us are diabetic or pre-diabetic, which means we get preventable blindness, kidney disease, um, limb amputation, cancers, heart disease, all that stuff is coming when you have that kind of issue. And it's preventable and reversible, according to the National Institute of Health in uh, 1996 said that it was. But um, I'm going to just kind of go out with a couple thoughts here. Um, this is, uh, you know, I've written six books. I've got three or four in the writing uh, right now. Uh, the one, main one I'm working on is another health book. It's in the vein of New Hope 4. And uh, I will keep that quiet till I'm done. But looking at time, and I, I started to look at some of the things that I've written in the past. And I decided I would read this one today. It's a poem I wrote in 1985 called Seconds. And I think it's really pertinent because we don't know how many seconds we have left. And um, so it's kind of a fun play on it. But, you know, just for fun, I'm going to read it. And here we go. One two-ish, three-four-ish, and seemingly so. Before us, behind us, in order they go. How many will find us and never be seen? How many go by till a wrinkle is seen? It's a game they call sneak up. You've played it before. Upon you from nowhere, again and still more. Can't somebody stop them? I still didn't get the last one. And where were those other ones spent? They're nowhere. They are not. There is none none to be seen. You heard of them somewhere, but haven't yet seen. To hold one, examine, and dissect a part, then label its contents in various sorts. Next, show them the colleagues who grumble and snort to think it's so simple, but have to be shown. It's format and makeup will slip through thin air. It's not to be caught or altered or dared. They're on their way somewhere. I don't know the spot, but someday they'll get there and then time will stop. So, you know, time goes by. We can't ever get it back. We can't examine where it's going. It will stop for us in this body somewhere, sometime. Where do you want to be? How do you want that to occur? How many seconds do you still have left on this planet? How do you want to spend them? You know, that's really up to you to make a decision to not just go along blindly down the path that you've been going down unless you're happy with it. You know, I'm I'm always looking, I can't say always, but I, I really try to look at how I can expand each year, how I can do something different. To me, it's a game. It's a game of... Um, I get bored if I don't, you know. I want to write more. I want to play more music. I want to help more people. I want to discover more about the body, you know. And um, But a lot of times I just sit around and, you know, daydream about doing it rather than getting off my duff and doing it. I also like to goof around. But at least I think the most important thing is for us to look at our health. You have a, a legacy of... We all have some kind of legacy financially that we've put forth because that's what we've been taught in schools, but nobody taught us a legacy, legacy of health. 80% of all bankruptcies in this country are health-related. 80% of all bankruptcies are health-related. 75 to 80% of all those people that went bankrupt because of health issues had medical insurance. So just because you have medical insurance doesn't mean that you won't go bankrupt if you get a chronic disease or one of your loved ones does. 50% of all of those people who went bankrupt have a college education. So time and time, we can't, we, none of us can escape time. None of us can escape the day that the seconds stop for us. But we can be the captains of our ship. Right now, like with the bit-hearted moose, we're letting a lot of the uh, powers that be, a lot of the media control us and tell us where to go, whether we know it or not. I think Tom Quinn was talking about hypnotism and hypnosis in his last show. Um, You know, the way you do that is you repeat something over and over and over again and over and over and over again till it becomes a thought that's predominant subconsciously. And, um, you know, this is how one learns to play music or play um, an instrument by doing things over and over again, uh, coordination wise till they develop that. But when you hear the same thing over and over and over again by all of the different um, voices out there and and it's telling you what you should believe, what you should think, what you should hear, pretty soon it makes it your idea it becomes your idea. And that's the subtlety of it. You know, it's like sometimes you think that, you know, um, one of the things with one of my kids, you know, I can't ever tell them to do anything. I have to try to do it in a way that it becomes his idea. And so the vast amount of people in this country, their idea of health is um, how to get rid of their headache with a medication you know, Advil, inflammation, we run away from pain, whether it's mental, physical, or chemical. And, you know, by running away from pain, they want us to just be, you know, like, you know how the heart monitor goes, beep, 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 beep. They, they, the powers that be, want our brain waves to be, beep, with no creative idea, no impulse to, be our own individual, take away our freedoms and take away our power to create. And creation is the one of the most amazing things to be able to get out there and be aesthetic. And one of the greatest creators of uh music of all times is a guitar player called Jimi Hendrix. And it's a rainy day, and we're going out with rainy day. See y'all next week. Hope this helped. Even
1: the and I'm on
0: my windowsill digging everything. And on YouTube. If you enjoyed this episode of McCollum Wellness Radio, please share it with a friend and tell them one helpful fact that you learned today. Remember. The best way to learn is to teach.